Hey, Miss Potts. If you find this recording, don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. That'll be it. When I drift off, I will dream about you. It's always you. We went on a journey. We went on a journey in a nap game, right, Matt? <laughs> yes. Isn't that the game that we all want to join is naps? All right, everybody. We get the... All right. Let's stop. We're already recording. So, welcome to the Wages of Cinema! We're, we're doing our Transformer where we all assemble into one Voltron. wage That's machine. Is that Voltron? Transformers don't combine unless they're like... Oh, I was cons. thinking of the I was yeah. thinking of the Power Rangers or something. Yes, I don't know if they combine. All right, or... take two. All right, so welcome back to the Ways of Cinema. All four of us are here for your listening pleasure. I am Jack, and with me is Wifely Duty Corey. And oh my God, that other voice you just heard was Mr. Andrew. Mr. Andrew, Mr. the greatest co-host of all time. Mr. Andrew, I will fight you. We're back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop your poking. And of course, guest star Matt. Greetings and salutations, everyone out there in listener land. Thank you, Matt. And, A very uh, dignified greeting. Well, we need to be dignified, as this uh, this might be the last Marvel movie we ever see in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> we made that joke about five times already tonight, but it's still funny. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, no, we are here because. Um, Marvel's uh, Avengers Endgame is now in theaters, and as it is completely busting up the box office, and everybody's going to see it, uh, we're here to tell you about it, and the first thing I want to say about it is, uh, this movie's alright. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding! Go see this movie! This is great! <laughs> it was pretty good, and it and it did exactly what I hoped it would do. Which was Vindicate Avengers Infinity War. What do you mean vin- what do you mean by Vindicate? What I mean is that, well, this is probably more for us, but when we saw Infinity War, I think we go, all... Go listen to our episode from last year. We were all pretty lukewarm on it. We were pretty lukewarm. Uh, you know, we didn't dislike it, but we I think we pretty well felt that there were, were very few surprises to it. And that it didn't feel especially dramatic because we kind of felt well, that we knew what was going to happen. I th- I think a lot of that comes down to execution, and I think I was thinking about this uh, um, after the movie ended and as we were on the ride home. Um, I think that somehow I think it is just comes down to how you execute your story and how you really try to take everything that's come before and do it in a certain way. And Infinity War. Something about it, you know, it was all build up. It was all like, it was much, much more of an action movie than. Well, I'm not gonna say it's more of an action movie than Endgame per se, but it something felt off about the execution. Yeah. Endgame doesn't feel off. No, it feels like the per, uh, the perfect fulfillment to everything that that Infinity War promised, which means really that they are two halves of one movie. Yeah. Would you say that, Matt? 
like in a way, I like, I feel like this is almost its own movie in a weird way, though. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I was looking at this is like three or four movies all in one giant movie sandwich. Like, it is a gi- it is a it is basically the ultimate Marvel movie. Which when I first came out of the theater, I had my hyperbole button going on, which that happened after I saw Doctor Strange, and I knew. And I know after after a while, after Doctor Strange, if you go back to that review, I was probably like, oh my god! Yes. And I'm feeling a lot of that, oh my god, right now. But I know that maybe after a few days, it's going to, you know, settle down a little bit but more. But it's good that a movie can make you feel that way. And it, this movie made me feel that way more than Finney Ward did. And I think, again, it comes down to that they took what happened at the end of Infinity War, and they did that the what then very well like they yeah. actually treated it more seriously than i thought and they tried to actually give the story and everything more stakes yes yeah if that and makes sense my my big beef with avengers infinity war was the lack of stakes because i knew anything that happened in infinity war would just be undone well, it's it's funny because I knew that at the end of Infinity War, and then going to this, I was like, "All right, so we know that everything is going to come back." But just the how of it was in, extremely clever. It yeah. was there were about there were like twenty different paths entwining here, and it's like you you were so focused on what was happening on the screen at the present moment that you couldn't guess how everything was going to end up. Yes, yeah. Uh, you, you, we know because of the way this movie is that it's going to have a happy ending. It, you know, in that's a manner just of movie sense. But it's just like, how you were going to get from point A to point B was a complete mystery. Yeah. And that's really what a good movie should do. Hmm. Even if you have a good idea of what's going to happen at the end, how you mm-hmm. get from the beginning to the end is is the real meat of yeah. the, of the, of mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, I found this movie immensely satisfying. Yeah, like, it, it, it gives you... It's like everything that's Marvel in one gigantic package. Really? Yeah. Every, I mean, like, everything. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's like going to, like, the Marvel buffet for, like, Thanksgiving. You know, Corey, when we go to that, 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 that manor or whatever it is for Thanksgiving uh, yeah. dinner, and it's like everything is great. And it's almost like too much. Or maybe it's not too much. Maybe it's just enough that we're getting. And another thing I want to say is, if anyone is like me and they get a little psyched out by movies with long run times and they think to themselves, oh, do I want to sit through a three-hour movie? This movie didn't feel long to me at all. No, no, no. The pacing of it is so good that it doesn't drag for a minute. So if any of you are worried about, oh God, is this three-hour movie going to drag at any point? No, it doesn't at all. Uh, and I, all our bladders survived it too, by the way. Yes, none of us yeah, we'd actually had to did, go up and yeah. none of us had to go to the bathroom. And we were eating during the film too. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you, Matt, were this worried about that like especially. Be rich. <laughs> 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 all right, just to give a really non-spoilery uh, description of what is happening in Endgame, and which might be difficult because there's a shit ton of spoilers that it's, we could go it's into. Basically, all spoilers. Not, we we can say it very briefly. I we, uh, here's what I think we could say: we could talk about I think the first ten minutes, <laughs> and then we gotta stop. Yeah, well, we could say that 
Um, it, it the movie starts like a few weeks after the events of Infinity War when, as you may remember if you've seen it, um, well, don't, don't watch this movie or listen to this review if you haven't seen Infinity War. It's um, been a year. Yeah, it has been a year. Um, the the characters, uh, Captain Marvel finally shows up. She helps save uh, Tony from space. That's almost, is that kind of a spoiler? Hey, too late now. Not uh, really. it, it, this is set up. You expect that Tony's going to be all right. Uh, and then, like, they all decide, all right, let's go get Thanos. But it turns out um, that might not work out like how you thought. And so from there, the characters have to deal with the ramifications of we are actually in a world where half the population is gone, which in essence is basically like a kind of dystopia. Ah, we don't see anything that's too bad. It's just I, everybody's really miserable. Well, the <laughs> governments don't, do they function anymore? It's weird. Like it, it didn't really look as bad as it could have been. It just it, like everyone's really depressed. It, it like, did and it didn't at I the mean, same because, time. It, you know, it, what we see is not particularly showy it, or graphic or anything, but it's like, it's this idea that half the people in the world are gone, which means any person who's like, you know, you who are listening to this podcast, imagine half the people mm-hmm. you know suddenly disappearing. That includes mm-hmm. your family, your friends, your enemies, and anybody you ever met. Yeah. That's huge. That's like a huge emotional burden. Well, is that, like, again, we're not talking about the massive part of the plot, which we'll get into soon. Um, it, should they? Should the movie have shown more of, like, regular people, or was it enough to kind of just show it with uh, Barton? Because I feel like the very opening was so impactful just by showing him not knowing what was going on with the rest of the Avengers, suddenly playing like catch with his kids, and he turns around and turns back, and everybody's gone. The thing that for me is good is really great is when Captain America is just in that sort of support group. Yeah. Where he's oh, just yeah, talking yeah. to people, and he's just leading them, and they're just talking about like trying to get on with their lives after like half the people in the world get like are gone, and that's really that was a really good scene. This guy yeah. is talking about how he's going on a date. That's Joe Russo, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. The so, director of the film. Well, I didn't I did recognize. The... The... I don't know their faces. The two yeah. Russos. So this guy's talking about how he's going on a date and how he and his date basically cried about all the things that they missed. But there's this kernel of hope where he says, but we're going out on another date. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I wonder is... Well, like, I mean, it, after a date where you both cry, I think now, basically there's nothing else you could do to yeah. make it awkward. I mean, we Reef should, sex. I mean, we should <laughs> say that, like, a, a little bit of time passes in the, in the beginning of the movie from when they confront Thanos to when the rest of the movie starts to happen. Um, well, I was just thinking to myself, like, again, this isn't necessarily the movie itself still works in the story of it. But I was just thinking about that kind of society. Like, do they, are they able to rebuild after five years? Or are they just kind of just all gloomy puddles of gray? Well, like, we get little, little, little snippets of it. I mean, Scott Lang walks back to his house and it's like, everything's overgrown. The houses are kind of disheveled. It's been, you know, it's but, been a but long again, amount of time. But that's something I like though, too. That, but I like that the idea though of this is what, if you were going to try to take this to a logical step, this is what it would look like. Um, I think it, that it, stuff it, is all around the edges. So I, so yeah, it's, you yeah, get it's the, the action edges. proper, like that stuff is there. Yeah. It helps set the mood, everything. Eventually everything. though, you have to get past that and you really have to get to the meat of the film, which is really the reason why we're uh, here. Yes, Matt. 
Oh, I was just going to say that I think some of the stuff that you're thinking about the larger rest of the world may be addressed in the next season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you don't watch. Oh, Christ. They still that make show that show? Still yeah, on? it got renewed for like another two seasons. Did the, did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. deal with the snap? Um, well, it it cut off right as Infinity War was happening, so uh, I think the next season is going to be about Aftermath-type stuff. See, that would be interesting to have a season of S.H.I.E.L.D. that's like, yeah, right post-snap, maybe. Yeah. Um, although, again, now we kind of know what happens at the end of this movie, so it's... Um, but where this movie ultimately goes... I was I was very happy with just tonally how it's still like I was a little worried going in. Or is this all going to be very like grim through the whole time? But it's not. They keep the lightness very consistently. Yeah, and it doesn't feel in a bad way either. Like it, every time they're they're going for humor, it, it just every time they show Thor, like the audience, I think was just. You know, just for spoiler, spoiler alert, we have Fat Thor Yeah, <laughs> in this movie. Also, I love what they did with Bruce Banner in this film. That, yeah! <laughs> I have been, for a lot of the MCU, I was a confirmed Hulk hater. I started to like Hulk in Thor Ragnarok, and I love Hulk now in... Yeah. Avengers Endgame. You like that middle ground of him, like, being half Hulk, half Bruce. That's why she married you. <laughs> why I... Well, is that a compliment? What do you think, Jack? <laughs> I don't know. We can mean it as a compliment. Do I talk in monosyllabic, like, sentences? No. Well, neither does uh, Bruce Banner in this. He's like, how no. he and Hulk are a perfect fusion of muscly guy and super smart guy. Yeah, it's fu- it's great to see him like that. Like, I haven't seen a Hulk like that before. Right. Should we just, like, get the spoiler zone now? Yeah, yeah, it'd be tough to talk about the rest of this. Uh, well, uh, well, well, one thing we can say, though, it, because it is in the trailers, um, Ant-Man is the key to everything. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, man, just becomes more and more important as he goes through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is amazing, because he seems like, like a such joke. a... Yeah. Second film he does is like, it's pretty solid action film. Now he's like, now he's the... He's the only person who has a, a way it, to save the entire you, you universe. You know, it, it's funny, it's like, you remember how we mock George Lucas, and rightfully so, in the Phantom Menace documentary, because he said, Jar Jar is the key to everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know... No, but in this case, if you said Scott Hank Hank Pym and Scott Lang are the key to everything, they're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is great. Like, uh, so obviously, if you, I don't think necessarily. Like, do you, would you have had to have seen Ant Man the Wasp for this to for that to make sense? I don't think so. No, not really. Because I wonder Wait, if how many people. You should, you should see Ant-Man and the Wasp. You should go see it. You should see Ant-Man and the Wasp because they're good movies. But, I mean, everything that... Every vital piece of information from Ant-Man and the Wasp that you need... Is in the is final covered, scene. ...is covered in the beginning of this movie. Which is yeah, what it a pretty much is. movie has to do. Yeah, yeah. He And yet, what I also like, too, is that he also works in the group. And it's cool, too, because he only appeared in that one fight in Civil War... So it's like some characters kind of know him, but other characters don't. And in a way, Scott Lang, I feel like, is a good audience surrogate. Because mm. he's always the guy who's like, Captain America! 
<laughs> Every time he says Captain America, it feels so awkward, and I love it. Yeah. Um, but, Matt, you didn't give us a general impression before we move into the spoiler oh, zone. Um, I like this a lot better than Infinity War, but at the same time, I feel like it kind of needs to marinate in my mind a little bit because I'm getting... There's there's something... The mechanics of how stuff happens kind of bothers me when I'm thinking about it, but I don't know probably long-term whether it matters or not because the, there's a lot of movie happening, so I just kind of can't... There, there is one. There is one thing. There, there is one big thing that happens, which we'll get into the spoilers. There is one thing that I gotta remember that I'm, I'm a little uncertain of, just because of the mechanics of, uh, of a we'll thing. We'll get into it with spoilers. Yeah, there like, is one thing absolutely. Um, but one thing again. One other thing you should know about this pre-spoilers. There is a ton of fan service in this movie, and it. It's 99%, 90% of it works. Yeah. I think almost a, a lot of it really works well. You know, another thing that I think is, is really important is this idea that is that it is a three-hour long movie. But you when you see it, you realize that it has to, that it's justified its entire three-hour run. The acts really do work well. Like, you can tell where the acts, like, act one kind of stops and then act, the long very long act two happens and yeah. then when that big final act three well maybe so it's it, more it's, like five acts jack you've you, you have your head too much in the shakespeare andrew ah. <laughs> but i mean it, no but i i do think i you have something matt where i'm there is so much movie to process yeah um but at the same time as as you said too Corey. I don't think it ever drags too. No. It's no, just that no. there's there's a lot of it. It's like watching a Lord of the Rings movie, which is also a three hour movie that's very epic and has a lot of characters, but you don't necessarily feel the length of the well, maybe Return of the King a little bit. I don't know. Without spoiling too much, does this have a little bit of the end of Return of the King problem? Nah. I think it went pretty well. I think yeah. it went better than Return of the King, but I but there was one point where I thought went a little bit long, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they earned it. Maybe they earned the emotion. Maybe. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate too much. Uh, all right, so final thoughts before we go into the spoilers. I I like this movie a whole lot. I think this might be one of my favorite Marvel movies. I don't know where I'd rank it now, but it's certainly a major, major step up from Infinity War. Yeah. And also, uh, I think, because Corey and, Corey and I, we've been watching some Marvel movies this past week, and I think that might have helped to prime us a little bit. Yes. I If, now, anyone who's listening to this has probably already seen Endgame, but I'm definitely glad I went back over the last week, because I had off of work the past week, so I had time on my hands. I'm glad I went back and rewatched a bunch of MCU movies leading up to this, because they really helped set the table. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that that's certainly helpful. Well, because you hadn't seen any of them really a second time, either. Yeah. Um, I'd seen some of them uh, a couple of times. But. And we rewatched the two Avengers movies, Avengers and Avengers Age of mm -hmm. Ultron. We rewatched the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I watched Iron Man 3 by myself. And what other ones? No, I think that oh, was it. Captain Of course. Which is maybe the, still the best Marvel movie. Yes. Uh, these opinions are of Jack Gatineau's and nobody else. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Uh, Andrew, any uh, thoughts before we move on? This is a great 
sort of cap to the entire Marvel cinematic universe as it's come to us. There's so much that we reference, like not just even obliquely. Like there are scenes, entire scenes in, through in different movies that we revisit. In some ways, it feels like a big like thank you to the people who've stuck with it till now. Well, I, but, but I, which is which is weird though because you could say that's the bulk of like the world. Yeah, that's like every human being. I mean, it's like this is a like Infinity War and Endgame are you know, every Marvel character that's ever been put on screen, and then you end up using mining all everything that they've worked on for the past ten years yeah. to create this film, mm. which is why it's three hours long. And that's why all three hours of it are worth seeing. Yes. Uh, on and on a big screen, uh, for sure. Uh, I almost wish now, looking back, that that maybe we'd seen like on IMAX or something. Well, I think that would have been a bit much. That might have been a little overwhelming. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Avengers and Game. <laughs> would you say so? Your Engame goes well with your Shazam. Yes, it does. <laughs> Engame, the the best sushi. <laughs> I love steamed soybeans. <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, all right, let's start getting into spoilers. All right, so if you haven't seen the movie, explode. yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, then please uh, pause now. For the record, my aim can't get any better. Did humble Captain America just show off? <laughs> Pulled a jumbo jet out of a tailspin, teamed up with Captain America, re-rescued Hawkeye, and defeated a horde of barbarians. Enough with the war stories. You are old compatriots with a friendly rivalry. You don't seem very... Oh, oh come on. You didn't freak out that much again, did you? No. no. <laughs> but, you know, you know, two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I generally, I like time travel plot lines. I watch, you know, I've watched a fair amount of things with time travel. I'm pretty much always too stupid for them, though. I, I can never figure out the mechanics. Here's the thing, Gloria has never figured out I, Back to the I got the I got what they were going for, and I even got when uh, Tilda Swinton, um, she, she pops up in here again uh, from Doctor Strange, um, and she does a good job. I think she has a scene with uh, Banner where they kind of help to explain to the audience not just, you know, why, you know, they need to get the Infinity Stones and they need to get them in a specific way so that they can do the snap again, uh, so that they can reset reverse. everything. And in, in reverse. Um, no, so that, was, here's the thing that was fine to me. What I didn't get was after they do the snap, they're, so, are, so the characters who went away, you know, that, that died when Thanos did the original snap... They haven't been away for five years. No, they, they, were have. Just... they have. They have. Oh, they, they have. They missed five years of like global culture. Oh, although it was okay. a pretty miserable time, so I guess everybody's cool. Yeah, now. it's not like they, they didn't age five years, but they were gone for five years. Oh, I mean, that's the way to do it. Like yeah. you wouldn't want people who had experienced see that was five okay. years of the void. Because see, that was what I was confused about a little bit. Like I, I understood that it is still five years after the snap. It's just all these people are coming back as if nothing happened. Okay. All right. That, yeah, that's why I was. That, that that's why really, I was. Old. That really pleased me as this movie got started. 
The Avengers say, every surviving Avenger basically says, we gotta find Thanos, and we gotta get him and so we can get the Infinity Stones back. They find him and get him in the first ten minutes. Yes! I knew, and I had a feeling that was gonna happen. And by the time they arrive, he's like, no, they're destroyed. The Infinity Stones are gone. They kill him. And then it's just like, oh, shoot. Now we're in completely uncharted territory Yeah, I now. was so happy. We have nothing to go on now. They kill Thanos way in the beginning of the movie. It was glorious. It was so good. And the way they kill him, Thor just decapitates him. Oh, yeah. Well, because he says, uh, this time it missed the head. Yeah. From that so, fact. Now, it doesn't mean, now we should tell you, that doesn't mean Thanos isn't in this movie. He oh, is. he comes back in one of the... In a, oh, oh, it was like one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Because uh, what happens is, all right, so they decide, okay... So we this have, is where Ant-Man comes yeah, in. Yeah, Ant-Man comes in because he's been in the quantum realm for five years. That You could say there's kind of a rat ex machina, because randomly a rat happens to walk over the controls, so that brings him back. Well, also, I basically like Captain Marvel found Tony Stark floating in the middle of the void of space somewhere, somehow, all by herself. Well, she was on the way back to answer the pager. Really? Yeah. 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 Because Nick Fury pages her at the end of no, the No, it was... It was he, they happened no, did, to be in the... They happened to cross paths in space. Well, didn't yeah, they sure. have... Well, maybe they had, like, a like some type of homing beacon on, maybe, that she latched onto? No, I just think no, she found it by not. accident on the way back. Alright, well, it was a very beautiful if, moment. If, if Captain Marvel can find Tony Stark yeah. randomly in space, yeah. then a rat mm-hmm. can turn on a quantum tunnel yes. and bring back Scott Lang. Yeah, so what Scott Lang tries to, uh, presents to them is, okay, so I was gone for, you know, these five years, but it felt like, you know, I was it was like 50 minutes or something. Five hours. Or five hours. So if that was the case, then maybe we can do time travel through the quantum realm. But they decide that... This movie really should be called Avengers Time Bandits. Because that's what they're doing. They're they're going back to steal all the stones from very specific points. As Scott Lang says, they're doing a time heist. Well, that's what I meant by time bandit. Yeah, time heist. I was going to say that that's when the movie becomes Legends of Tomorrow. And, um, oh, is that what they do on Legends of Tomorrow? Sometimes. Um, but basically, the thi- this is actually kind of the issue I had with the movie, where this huh. comes in, is that basically Scott says, oh, well, it felt sure to me, so that means time travel is possible. And they're like, oh, yeah, you perceive time differently in the quantum realm. So yeah, time travel. We'll do time travel in the quantum realm. And like, yeah, oh, yeah, what's well, easy. I'll write this on a hologram. We're good to go. And it's like, what? what? How- just because he thinks that time flows differently when he's in another dimension doesn't mean that you can just get small and then Matt, pop out in Matt, different places Matt. in time. Once Tony, Matt, once Tony says it's okay, it works. <laughs> he makes suits of armor. What the hell does he know about time travel through going microscopic? It's just like a giant... Yeah, leaf. I mean, it is a but bit of a convenience point. it was completely point. worth it so that you could go back in time to the end of the first Avengers film and have a crazy... Oh God! Well, you know what you could say. Here's Captain America fights himself because his old self thinks he's Loki. Uh huh. It's so good. This is like a combination. The second act of this movie is like deleted scenes that we never saw happen in the other movies. Yeah. Crossed with, I know Corey, you haven't seen this yet, but Back to the Future Two came to mind a lot. Particularly, haven't seen either. I haven't. You haven't seen Back to the Future Two, Matt? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I've only seen one and three. What? Yeah! How do you watch three if you don't watch two? <laughs> it was on TV a lot. Really? Yeah! But you never went on your own to watch part two? Nah. 
I'm gonna have to sit both of you down and show you Back to the Future too. You, you, wow, <laughs> that was I, that was a big part of my childhood. Because all right, not spoiling too much. In Back to the Future too, through a series of things that happen, in particular with a sports almanac. Yes. Um, Doc and Marty have to go back to 1955 and make sure that a character doesn't get you know this or, or trade off this object. Um. And so you see lots of scenes in Back to the Future 2 that are kind of replaying Back to the Future 1. But it's like, it's yes. very creative the way to do it. In a way, that's what they're doing here. Yes. But it's still very satisfying because, you know, first of all, it, you think, okay, all right, are you just going to replay the scene as we saw it? No, you're seeing, like, what happened after Loki was like, I'll have that drink now. Yeah. And... <laughs> It was just great because you get things like, oh yeah, after they you know t lock up Loki, they meet Robert Redford from uh, from Winter Soldier, you know and I that just, was great. You know, and, I, you know and the fact that we have to be reminded, oh yeah, there was that time when Hydra <laughs> Rove ran Shield. Oh, and that scene in the elevator, <laughs> which is oh, basically man. a callback to Winter Soldier, the best Marvel movie. Which is and, yeah, I saw you. But then, like Captain that. America uses his knowledge of the past to get through that situation yeah. in the funniest way possible. Yeah. and so to, to sum it up, like all like the characters split up because, like through you know because it's you know Hank Pym isn't around. They only I, this was one thing maybe Matt that I was thinking about though as far as kind of a con convenience sake, the fact that they only have, like, one round trip amount for the capsule or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean... Well, it, would... it raises the stakes, because if they can go back in unlimited in limited times to try to get this right, then it loses impact. You have to say, like, okay, yeah. we can only have one shot. But did it go seem like... Go back in time, but, and you can come back. But then when they... So when Tony and, uh, and, and Steve go back to 1970... Are they getting more of those Pim capsules, yeah. yeah. pinparkles, yeah. so they can do it yes. more? Yeah. yeah. Also, okay. to get the tesseract. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. The, you guys listening right now, if you haven't seen the movie, you have no idea what the hell we're talking. No. About. <laughs> well, as you but can imagine, wackiness ensues when what when what happens is they have to go back and they have to catch each of the Infinity Stones, and they know three of them are located in New York City. Yes. In 2012, because so, of uh, because of Avengers, yeah, yeah, and then Doctor Strange is also in New York City, and then what but was he's the other not one? the Tilda Swinton. Is oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's that that was that scene. That was yeah. So basically, though, when they try to get the Tesseract, um, it doesn't work when they go back to 2012 to get it because Loki steals it. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I love that. So good. and then of course Thor goes into somehow the Dark World becomes relevant. God the Dark it. World has not been relevant since <laughs> since the release of Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, yeah it's it's funny. I, I actually read that. On but Twitter, even then, that, that he was... has a touching scene with his mother. Yeah, that's what he, every each like even every character gets to have their final moment in a while way. While they're it's... going back in time to go find the thing they're looking for and having difficulty getting it, they get to have some poignant moment. With someone from their past. What I'm going to say is both... It's gonna, I am praising the movie for this, but it could also be seen as a criticism. It almost feels like a three-hour final TV episode or something. Like a series finale or something. The, the way Corey... Well I, well, I can't say because somebody here hasn't seen it yet, but... 
something that Game of Thrones is slightly doing in a similar way, without saying how they're oh, doing it. Oh, I know it. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I won't go into details about that. Game but... of Thrones has time travel. <laughs> they have dragons. That's even better. Um, so, yeah. So, again. So, New York is one place. You have Asgard. And... Oh, yeah. New Jersey. But, no. Also, um, then there are two more. There's, New Jersey by way of there's, New York. Uh, then there's Thanos, because they have to go back to Guardians of the Galaxy 2014, uh, and that's its own thing. Morag. Is that what it's called? That's Morag. Morag. And then there's and another Vormir. planet called... Yeah. I got some of the names confused. Was Morag wasn't the one with Red Skull. No, no that's Boromir. I mean, Vormir. Boromir? This is not the Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, it sounds like Boromir, no, these, but it's they Boromir. Are, they're ripping off... Like, obviously, the 70s Marvel ripped off Tolkien. Um, I, and wish that was, we, I wish when we were on Vormir... That we had a moment where the Red Skull was able to be funny, where it's just like he explains the whole Soul Stone thing to, thing to uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, and then like as they're debating, he's like, "Guys, come on, one or the other." See Let's that's see that's movie. why I think that kind of proved to me why both Infinity War and this movie that is, I know you guys liked it, but it is kind of fan service because he just that's a case where he just is there as like. I'm the Red Skull. But he doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah like, I don't he, understand he why you guys care about the Red Skull. He explains the whole Soul Stone thing. By the way, we still have no idea what the hell the Soul Stone even does. It gives you soul, because you're not a soldier. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> it's, it is the source. Like it's, It seems to be like the only thing in this universe which is purely a MacGuffin. Because it's, yeah. like, you, because it's like you have to get it. You have to do this horrible thing to get it. But what it does by itself is would it make more not, sense is to neither discussed it, nor is it alluded to. It would make sense maybe if they call it the sacrifice stone. No, because the soul stone is a thing in the comics. Yes, right, Matt. It is a thing in the comics. But is it like well, also is the soul what stone... kind of stupid power would the sacrifice stone have? Well, it also brings up our issue with the previous movie that the stones are kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, Although when they are, plot they are actually at one point one of the stones is used in a battle scene in a very creative way. You know what I think though is kind of bizarre, given what we know about what you have to do to get the soul stone. There's no discussion beforehand of the fact that the team traveling to get the Soul Stone has a much more difficult job yeah. than the teams traveling to pick up the other You stones. know what? Well, that but might... they don't know what it is they have to yes, do. Yes, they do, because they know what Thanos did to get the Soul Stone well, do they? in Avengers Infinity did War. Did they ever discuss that, though? I mean, well, no. they don't know what happened to... Well, I guess... Didn't well, well, did Nebula like say, like, this is what... like Nebula knows that Gamora and Thanos went to went to Vormir, Vormir. Two two men, two people enter Vormir. One man leaves. It's Thunderdome. They went to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. Only Thanos came back. Gamora was dead. What happened there specifically is not is never discussed. Although you could say it's kind of convenient that they sent those two characters who have all this history. And, of course, you know one of them's going to have to make the Sophie's choice well, it's about also... who to be sacrificed. And, spoil. well, again, we're in spoilers. Oh, wait, so uh, Scarlett Johansson dies. The characters don't know what... Say, I just assume because we know the characters knew, like, this is what you have to do to get the Soul Stone. No. 
Yeah, because the only that... person who knows is Thanos, and he's dead. He doesn't tell. He doesn't tell. Uh, he doesn't tell Nebula what he did to do to get it. We could say that is a bit of a flaw. Though. Nebula is only the only person who tell who knows where the Soul Stone is, and what ha- and kind of what happened in like broad strokes on there. Gamora died, but that's all she knows. Hmm. Yeah, but the the trips to get the stones are not all morally equivalent because somebody has to die to get the soul stone. Nobody has to die to get the other stones. Right. So you really don't want to be on the soul stone team. Right. No. And of course, for the soul stone team, they send the two people who have no magic powers. Oh. Right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, magic powers, if one of them is thrown off on from a ledge, they will die. Yeah, and actually, I did say when we talked about Avengers Infinity War, it's pretty hard for me to accept characters without powers in the MCU at this point, mm-hmm. because everything is so turbocharged. I'm kind of like, how do characters without powers survive 30 seconds in this universe? Through the power of writing. <laughs> well, <laughs> guess I, you, what? You kind of have, like, that's... In this kind of u- fictional universe, you kind of have to accept it. This is, you know, you you survive by the writing. And well, we're not talking about... Some of it's, yes, you survive by the writing. Sometimes it's just pure luck. For example, when Thanos shows up uh, at the Avengers compound and blasts the shit out of their place. Like, five people should have died. Yeah, nobody <laughs> died from that. Nobody, because Hulk happened to be there to, like, hold up some rocks so that some of them could, like, well, get yeah. away. And then War Machine suddenly grew a new suit of armor. Yeah, like, yeah wait, that? what? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, he was busted. What happened there? Um, oh, and um, I think we, I think we didn't miss any of the the main time travel things, right? Like, those were the main places the characters We haven't talked to. about what Nebula and War Machine did. did we went to, they went to Morag. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well again... They went to cool. Morag, but not much significant happens there. It all really has to do with Nebula and the fact that... that her... the, t- the two Nebulas, it's the fact... You know, she's coming in at a time when Nebula was totally Team Thanos, and even Gamora was slightly there because Which, that was before she you know met up with uh, Quill. Yeah, but that contradicts Guardians of the Galaxy number one because I don't think Nebula was ever Team Thanos because as soon as Ronan says, I'm gonna kill your dad, she's like, Hell yeah you are. We're gonna do this thing. So is that maybe a bit of uh it's a dumb retcon. Yeah, you know, I, I think that is bait betting on people like me if well, it depends point. on where they are in Guardians of the Galaxy, because in the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy, she's still all rah-rah, I want my daddy's love. I think it's just an act, though, because she's got to put on the front in front of her dad. No, I think I think it's legitimate. I think it's pretty key to Nebula's character that she tried very hard for very long to get Thanos to love her and just failed because Thanos is Thanos. Hmm. And Thanos um, likes the green meat more than the... the, than the, the blue, blue meat. <laughs> and he's the purple meat. The purple meat with the scrotum chin. <laughs> the grimace. His, no, his, his chin looks like... When you look at, like, when a kid is first creating, like, a, a, a thing out of Play-Doh and is trying to make, like... Something like in fairness, outlines. I think it would he looks a, like a claymation character. In fairness, I think it would be a very elderly person scrotum, not like a man scrotum who's like 
in the blush of youth. Yeah. Or even middle so, age. But you need to know with the whole, you know, like, War Machine, Nebula thing is Thanos discovers, he's the one character who discovers, oh, it turns so out because I can read Nebula's time. minds, mind, I know in the future I win. <laughs> Yeah, because she just her head randomly starts shooting out like memories of stuff that they're talking about the whole time heist plan. Which I love that. But it's just so random. Like, oh yeah, because there are too many. My my head will just shoot out like a viewfinder like projection <laughs> of like all important plot information. But even <laughs> then, it's like it's an inconvenient thing. Like the thing I always say is when a coincidence happens and something good results, it's hackneyed and it's and it's convenient for the plot. When a coincidence happens and, it, and it's disadvantageous to the main characters, then it's a twist. It's an it's an accident, and so you can accept yeah. This felt bad like consequences a twist. from a coincidence better than you can get accept good consequences from a from a. Well, also it's just like a thing that we've never seen in like the two previous movies or three previous movies. Nebula just doesn't shoot like projections out of her head. Like we've never seen that that's a thing that happens with her regularly. Well, no. what wait did it happened in Infinity War? See, I'm trying to remember now because again, there's so much movie in this. How does Thanos tap into it? Is because it's the regular 2014 Nebula is the one who projects it. Yeah, like that part is a little weird. I think. Yes. Um. Anyway, but all right. But the point is, uh, Thanos finds out, and like I was in theater, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, that's like you know Darth Vader discovering like the plans for the thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the Darth Vader moment. Yeah. Um. I anything with again anything with Tony Stark or Cap uh, or Banner again in his interaction with uh, I did not Tony expect Swinton. Tony right. Stark to go to be the one with the family that he's afraid of losing. Hmm. Because yeah, yeah. In this one Tony Stark like after Infinity War he get he marries Pepe, Pepper Parts they have a kid. Mm. Yeah. And there's this implied notion that you know somehow succeeding at this may may force him to sacrifice this new life he has mm. with with you know having a child and everything. And I guess know? it and that's one of those things I guess you just have to take for granted that well I guess that won't change. Yeah, probably. But I, then, I I thought to myself that cuz I thought that would they were trying to make a conflict for him. Uh I thought that oh well it's going to be resolved. I mean, hey Universe, one kid, and right. I can make more kids <laughs> if I come back. I actually had a sense going into this that more it was probably going to be Tony Stark that would die at the end, and I guess I was confirmed. And yet, that was another example of how that was executed. It still was; it felt impactful. Yeah, yeah. You you didn't know until like the moment it happened that it was just like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. You know, there, there's no heavy foreshadowing. There's no sense that he's the one who's gonna, who's gonna, you know, who's not gonna get out of this. I actually had a weird moment where I got kind of emotional. Well, a couple of them, but earlier on in the movie, when Scott Lang is first, you know, he's he's back and he's he comes home and he his daughter is there and yeah, she's grown right. up. That that made me feel like so emotional. I don't know why. It just that really touched me. It's because you're a softy, Jack. Mm. Soft man. Well, it's also because she's now like older. Yeah. And I think that time change 
that was also just impactful. And he'll for never me. get those years back. No, he won't. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like there's a well, don't there's worry, a sense of ha- there's like a mix of <laughs> happiness and loss there. Yeah. That. Although now that he knows how to time travel through the quantum realm with Kim particles, he can just do it again. Nah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm do you, do you think future MCU movies they'll address that? Oh God, do you think this uh, is good? Do you think not. that Corey, this could be the new? Uh, well, they didn't end up doing it in Star Trek, but when we saw Into Darkness... Yeah, the stupid second Star Trek movie where they cured death at the very end. Yeah. Well, I know they would try to say they cured his death, but... Um, which, thankfully, they just blessedly totally forgot about in the third one. Yeah, because technically you could say that now that Scott Lang knows how to do this and they have a working machine, they could go back and change things. But, but I know that they also explained the movie that... Really, you can't change things. It's you can sort of change things. They have that conversation that's very meta because they, they bring do, up they, they do bring up a, dozen. a little bit about time travel. And when Scott Lang says, "Well, we just got to do the regular time travel rules. Don't don't meet yourself. Don't say. Don't talk to things. Don't." And of course, friends. they do all but of they that. They do all of them. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Legends of Tomorrow with the big budget edition. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that you liked how Legends of Tomorrow did this more than this? Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to see how they do that. We're done. Uh, No, um... Yeah, but but it all leads up... But, you know, all the time travel stuff is great. Eventually, that leads up to the big climax, where it's like everybody who's ever been cast in these films. It's like getting, like... Matt, you're wearing, like, the shirt right now that has all the characters on it. It's like if you had that... At times, like, a hundred. Yeah. And, and then it's like, your characters you didn't even expect to fight. It's like, well, Gwyneth Paltrow's up here with her own Iron Man suit. Yeah, that... You know what? Now that I think about... Now that does make sense, that five years has passed and she's become the Iron Woman... Iron Lady. Rescue. Iron lady. Her name is Rescue. Iron, rescue? Iron, Iron Lady is, her, is Margaret Thatcher. Her name Thatcher. in the comics <laughs> is Rescue? Her name is Rescue in it's the comics. It's pretty lame. That is a little. I, no, lame. I think we're gonna have to go back with Iron Lady. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I. Iron Maiden. Oh, that's not bad. Who is actually a different character? Oh Christ! That's always the case. And um, then, of course, there's the greatest scene in the world where Captain America you, you fights Thanos with Thor's hammer. That was great. That was the whole audience just erupted in applause yeah. at that. That was really awesome. Like that, because that's also in its own way a little callback to Age of Ultron. Because they have that little whole bit, scene yeah. where they're trying to pick up the hammer, and, no and in that, Steve Rogers can't do it. Well, he, he moves, moves it. it. Yeah. Oh, he moves. Yeah, he, he moves it a little. little. But obviously, in that heat of the moment, yeah, he could do it, and it's like, damn, yeah. And he finally says, "Avengers assemble." Although he almost whispered, he's like, "Avengers assemble." Yeah. <laughs> it was it, like, they, all right, we have to do this because otherwise the fans will complain. So we'll put it in there and. Yeah. It was so cool watching every single person we've seen in these 22 movies. Valkyrie wa- riding a Pegasus. <laughs> Valkyrie riding a Pegasus. Spider Man came back and everybody screamed. I like when they did the relay race, the gauntlet, and they yeah. kept passing it off from one character to another. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was even a reference to Spider Man Homecoming where Peter Parker says, All right, engage instant kill. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times, as much as I like these movies, I kind of like zone out a little bit during. During the big, like, climactic battle. I wasn't and, like this at all. The action was spectacular. But this, this. was so good. Yeah. And 
I got chills when they were like assembling all the Avengers. Yeah. Well, it was almost like they built on what they did in that airport scene in Civil War. Like that itself was pretty spectacular, but it was almost like that. But now, not it's not. They're they're not fighting themselves. They're fighting this gigantic army, and it's sometimes difficult to do that and for it to play well. Like when we saw Aquaman not too long ago, they had kind of a final battle in that. An it, awesome final battle. Nah, yes. Now I think, yes. I don't know. When yes. I think back... Sharks ate people. It was still awesome. A man <laughs> was impaled by a swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An army of crabs fought against an army of mermen. But and I don't know. You but don't I... know what you're talking about, Jack. <laughs> I do know what I'm talking about. But obviously there weren't the emotional stakes. There the weren't the emotional stakes for me. It was... There okay, was, there was cool... Right there was cool seafood things going on in that. <laughs> but it wasn't the... It wasn't the level of, okay, everybody is here. This is the go time. This is... If you've been wanting to see everybody fighting in a gigantic battle, this is it. This is your Lord of the Rings moment. Um... And it delivered in that way, and it's uh, it's very important because Thanos threatens. Okay, if this isn't gonna. If I get the gauntlet back, I'm not gonna snap to make you know half the people disappear again. I'm gonna snap so everybody's gone, and I'm just gonna start anew. Yeah, yeah. Which is. Uh... And then we have the issue then of killing past selves in the future. Or, yeah. yeah. Which is really confusing. Uh, yeah, so what? Nebula what shoots her past self, presumably killing her. Yeah. Also, Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract and disappears in somewhere else. I yeah. think that's probably where they're going to lead the, the Disney show. Yeah. But then... um, what I wonder is, what are they going to do for a Black Widow movie? Because she seems dead as Dillinger. It's another prequel, probably. Unless they just clone her or something. I have to, who's going to want to sit through a Black Widow prequel if they know Black Widow is dead? Don't know. It, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they probably think, like, oh, we're going to... I think that they, the time has passed. I think they should have... If they were going to do a Black Widow movie, it should They, they should do already. a Squirrel Girl movie first. Yes. Squirrel, it's... yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that disappointing? Yeah, the other thing, the other thing too Thanos. is Thor takes his hammer like in the Dark World time period, yeah. and he brings it back to the future. It's like, well, what about past Thor? Does he get his hammer? No, back? It's Captain America brings it back with the Infinity Stones at the end. No. It's on the platform with him. I like that little moment. I think you did too, Matt, where he says to Steve Rogers, "Here, that's the little one. Take this." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So there are a few things that are kind of confusing to me anyway with the time travel in this movie. Yeah. But I kind of feel that way a lot of the time with time travel. But what you need to know is one character is definitely gone, I think, is Vision. Although well, they're making a Vision and Scarlet Witch series called WandaVision, so maybe that'll be about her rebuilding him. Uh, Unless it's another prequel series about their romance. I don't think they can do Infinity too many War. prequel series. I mean, uh, what I wonder is that, like, in some ways, I told Where's this to she Corey. Movie? Yeah, I I read there might be a Hulk She Hulk series, which makes me sad because I wanted to do the She Hulk movie. Yeah. yeah, maybe I might someday. Um, does this almost feel like this should be like the final Marvel movie? No, <laughs> no, not at all. We still got stuff. To they do. have they have so much closure that they do though in this movie, like. And I know, no, obviously there are going to be more, and, you know, there's another Guardians of the Galaxy movie that I'm looking forward to, for example, and let's see, we have another Spider-Man two months, 
Um, it's just the stakes were so high in this one. It was such an event film that really worked well that it's just, it, it sums up a lot as well about what these characters were and what they represent in superhero culture. And I think that's something that stuck out to me watching this too. Well, the thing I always say is like, think about Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's not a very high stakes film. But, but it still, still works on it, itself. It, it it works very well. I mean, you don't have to keep raising the stakes. Mm. You you have to you, you do you can scale back and you can make something which is a little more focused and a mm. little tighter. Well, I guess what I just wonder though is if you have this universe where they were able to defeat Thanos and his whole army, you know, who's going to want to challenge them? Well, yeah, but I, mean, I guess like, idiots. They're always doofuses, you know. It's like, oh, well, I'll do this small crime or whatever. More vulture style, yeah. villains. Actually, maybe vulture will come back. I, world domination uh, is not a terribly interesting plan. Well, no, no, that's that's what I mean. They, you they gotta should... you gotta get villains with a little more nuance who have something who are very who have a little who are less ambitious but still have very specific goals. Yeah. And they're just willing to do bad things to get them. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Uh, so, yeah, the good part about this movie is that Thanos died twice. <laughs> the bad yeah. part about this movie is that Thanos died twice, because 2014 Thanos dying in the future, so theoretically then he would have never had the gauntlet in the first place to cause the situation necessary to this movie. I know, I know. Uh, uh, again, that's why it's... It's hard to think about time travel in this way. Well, also, it's the, the one thing that's kind well, of I mean, clever that, that you could say they did, the Gamora that's now in the series is from... The past. Yeah, so she has to rebuild her whole... She doesn't have a relationship with Quill anymore. Although, no, no. could is that a problem in the way that now Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is a little bit moot? Uh, really. I guess that movie still exists, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Ego's still dead. Mantis oh. is still part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. And she's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm just trying to think of more things I want to say. Uh, all, of course, all the acting across the board is fantastic, too. I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr., his death scene made me, like, you know, I didn't cry or anything, but I was like, I felt a little lump in my throat. Robert Downey Jr. is just acting like a father and meeting his own father. Oh, that scene is so, so great. Good. That yeah. scene where he meets his dad in 1970. You know, even though you can tell John Slattery, you know, covered in CGI, it, it still works. And also, I, they have the, um, Jarvis is the same Jarvis from the Peggy Carter series. So I think, or Agent Carter series, I think this might be like the first time that something from the TV has gone back into the movies instead of vice versa. Huh. Wait, wait. No one gives a damn. Wait, who is the voice <laughs> from Peggy Carter? No, no, Jarvis. Jarvis the, oh. the driver. The chauffeur. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, is that in the scene where Peggy Carter makes the no, appearance? No, where Howard Stark is getting into his car. He says, hey, Jarvis, have oh, you seen that guy oh, before? Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I missed... Again, there's like a thousand... Did you even watch the movie, Jack? <laughs> ah! Smack. Um, I like no, this, Cap- I'm sorry. I like Captain Marvel's new look. Yeah, yeah. The, the couple of characters had new looks. Actually, that's, it seemed like Hawkeye and Captain Marvel had the same haircut. She wore it better. <laughs> that's another thing that, you know, considering all the fuss that happened around Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel did surprisingly little in this film. No, yeah. she yeah. shows up near the end and does... And shows up near the beginning. 
Yeah, she shows up near the beginning. Yeah, she's not in much of this movie at all. I think maybe the thought was, well, audiences just literally weeks ago got an entire helping of Captain Marvel. They don't want to see more of her. I was fine with it because in the grand hierarchy of Marvel characters, Captain Marvel's near the bottom of the people I care about list. Well, you're going to get more of her. I mean, that could change in other movies. She doesn't have... Like, I like Brie Larson, and I like how she plays her, but... there's something, too, that just... She tries to have a certain swagger that I don't feel as much as some of the other characters, like even like with Black Widow. Maybe it's because she's not hasn't been in the role that long. But like in that scene where she shows up and she's saying, you know, let's go get Thanos, she kind of like almost talks shit for a second. Yeah. Not, it's just like for a split second, but, you know, then the conversation goes on. But like she shows up and he's like, well, I'm going to actually do it. And the other guy's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We're all superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. I know you have a lot of the good powers, but come on. Uh, so... So, yeah, I on the one hand, I did expect Captain Marvel to be in it more based on the fact that they felt the need to give us a Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, you could one. say that if we didn't have a Captain Marvel movie, aside from getting Tony back to Earth... And, you know, and she does show up near the end and destroys Thanos' ship. How much does she really do? She helps defeat Thanos the first time. Well, she helps yeah. defeat him, but... Uh... But I didn't want more. Again, she it's, a... it's just enough. It's like a passing grade level of involvement. But she it's does not, what she exceed. does best. She flies through a spaceship. And yes. That was <laughs> I care about most characters in the Avengers more than her, so I didn't need more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, uh, actually, the thing I was found interesting with you, Corey, you actually, I think, got really emotional with Captain America. And I was like, wow, you finally come a long way from First Soldier. Well, or First, first Winter. First yeah, because I didn't Avengers, like... First Winter. <laughs> first Winter Soldier really Avengers like coming. the first Captain America movie, but I really like Captain America when he's around other people. Mm. So when it's like a movie that's just Captain America, but when it's Captain America interacting with the other Avengers well, and that's stuff, why Winter that's Soldier is so good. Well, the very end of this movie is just so... That's just so moving. Like, the yeah. fact that yeah. he got to live a whole life, he comes back after, like, five seconds and hey, passes on the mantle. Matt, I have a question. Yes? At that scene where they're floating the wreath off onto the lake for Tony Stark, who's that Asian kid standing next to Hawkeye? <laughs> yeah! I was not sure who that was supposed to be. Yeah! yeah. With his, like he, Yeah, there was one random kid who had, like, like boy band hair or something. There was also another kid kid standing by himself who was like just before like William Hurt. Yeah, who was that? Who was that? Well, the, well, that was the one I was thinking of. There was a different you mean oh, you mean the Asian kids standing, standing with Hawkeye? next to Hawkeye. Oh, yes. oh, not that was, one. I meant the other to be kid. One of Hawkeye's kids? No, Hawkeye has three kids. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. No, two kids. No, he has well, three why, kids. Well, why is he why is one of them Asian? I, Did he adopt one? I don't, maybe? May, I don't. Are you sure he was Asian? I just thought Hawkeye was standing with his family. Yeah, but I thought so too. But it's like there was just a random strange talk. kid. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well that that was one that was the scene that like I almost thought. All right, is this going on a little long? But I, I guess at that point that well, by the time we see moment. mystery people who we have no idea who they are, we're just like no. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who are those people? He won the golden ticket to the funeral. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tom Holland. Tom Holland's like right up front. Yeah. Oh, he had a good scene at the end where it's just like he, he sees Ned again. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nice. And it's like you see them as like they are genuinely tearfully happy to see each other. Yes. That that was a great moment. That is a very that's a very solid moment for sure, yeah. And it's we like not to get too much on like the sort of logistics of the whole thing is but it's like five years have passed where fifty percent of the people have been gone, then fifty percent of the people come back. And it's like how must that feel? Yeah. Where it's like, hey guys, I guess I was well, dead for five years. We also have to wonder back. too, so all the people come back, they they have those shots of like all the ships wrecked by the Statue of Liberty, the stadiums all fucked up, all the cars. Smashed. Well, that's that's City Field, so I'm I'm really not surprised. <laughs> I do wonder oh. though, the scene where Spider Man and Ned are back, they reunite at school. Yeah. But you would figure in Spider Man's class, half the people would have gone to school for five years. Statistically graduated, speaking. <laughs> <moved> <laughs> yeah, college. wait a minute. Yeah. See, that's why wow, the more time... questions we ask about this, the more confusing it becomes. So, yeah. So wait a minute. So Did Ned get snapped too? And yeah, so like they're did. back in high school? Maybe? And may, I'm but wondering... then like, why is Ned so sad? It's only been like an instant. Because what? he missed like five years of like sad music. What I'm wondering is, was the high school exclusively children that had been snapped and then they, were back? Corey, you know what I just thought of? You know what? I they guess. didn't have the teachers, so everyone kept getting left back. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> because if you didn't get snapped, you lived the five years. If you were, and it's like, and yeah, like like Scott Lang's daughter is still like how like seventeen or whatever at the end of that film. Yeah. So if you were a contemporary of Spider Man, you're how old is he in Spider Man Homecoming? I don't like remember. Sixteen like, or yeah, something. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Okay, let's say he's sixteen. Okay. If you're a contemporary of Spider Man. You're 21 yeah. in this movie, so you're not in high school anymore. You can drink. And, you know, we can. may be looking a little too deeply into it, but or, it's just, but but also it's just like, well, now that we've brought it up, it's. Just... I did wonder about that while I was watching. I was like, why are they reuniting in school? Yeah. When... Unless if again, if if maybe, even though the snap happened and five years have passed, time hasn't really passed. No, no, time is definitely then. Passed. then yeah, it doesn't make sense. It sounds like a contradiction. No, but because you'll have the half the I know class that I really that was care. I'm willing to ignore plus it. Plus the, the class that was going to high school that year anyway. So you have overcrowding in the schools now. Oh, Would yeah, you, like that's any different. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming the high school is going to be exclusively students who are snapped. Oh, man. You know what's something I just thought of? they to come back and finish high school. This is just a hypothetical thing. So we're talking about the, the students who are back. How about people like prisoners? That's what a weird thought. That they were gone, all gone, and now they're back. But uh, they served their time. They should have, like, time served. Well, let the course decide. <laughs> but I mean, because you still have the kids that didn't get snapped, like the new generations coming up to replace them that, that didn't have to worry about the snapping. That there are no kids or I have a feeling them. that we were not meant to ask questions. I don't think that... Well, I feel like that they... Them. Maybe they just had got done away with school, maybe? Like, they have that one scene, moment where Paul Rudd's back the and flies. he's... Well, he's walking in the street and there's just, like, a kid on his bike. He was a reprobate. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not high school <laughs> Also, age, it might have been a Saturday. You're not gonna tolerate going back to school. Like, if I was 21 years old, I wouldn't stay in high school... 
Yeah. Just because. You'd go on the job market and get all those lucrative positions that have opened up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe things that will be addressed in Far From Home. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Far From Home will be its own. I hope later on, like, people just start saying, hey, hey, remember how I was gone for five years and then I suddenly came back? Yeah. That was weird. In real life, like, it wouldn't be all wine and roses with the people coming back. Well, I think we'd be happy that they were back. I mean, they'd be happy they would be back, but... Except hypo- for the people that, like, moved on and married new people exactly. and sold all their people's things Like, hypothetically, yeah. for instance... Where's my room? <laughs> a lot of, you know, married couples where one half of the couple was lost in the snapping. <laughs> the snapping. <laughs> a lot of them would have like gone on and met other people and married other yeah. people. And well, then or they would or, or what if or in a more morbid way, what if after the snap, I mean if Corey, if 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 I if we were if if the snap happened and I was gone, would you actually move on or would you just like you know, commit suicide. I was going to say, yeah, what if I killed myself? Yeah, and then and I come back, and it's like, you're gone for good. Yeah. It, yeah. It would have made more sense to allay these questions if they had done the gauntlet and s- took everybody back to the moment after the snap and brought everybody back instantly. Yeah, yeah, that Let's was... Let's just assume that that happened. But it didn't. Let's just assume <laughs> that that happened. Yeah, or if maybe they hadn't waited five years. Yeah, like... Like it's a, it's a slight not exactly the same thing, but it's like when you watch The Dark Knight Rises and for some reason it's eight years later. Alright, this I cannot commit suicide out of grief if you are ever taken away from me by the snapping. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're getting into a whole other discussion well, also, with that. suicide is dumb, so just don't do it. Yeah. But again, the ultimate thing that's interesting, like I said, even though the snap, like they changed everything with the snap and everybody comes back, the daughter is still alive, too. So I guess it the snap brought back the people who left. It didn't change the events that had happened since then. Maybe no. that's what we're led to believe? Maybe. Because yeah. otherwise, then, the snap, then, it, it doesn't change... Yeah, well, because no. we're told that there are not going to be all those ripple effects, all of those, like, you stomp a butterfly and then Hitler doesn't die or something. Yeah. Or it's like my theory that in a time movie, if somebody goes back and changes something, like, that the character who's been affected will suddenly just have, like, a moment where they go like, ah! and they have like a weird brain thing where yeah. their I mind mean, is we're scrambled. told that there aren't going to be ripple uh, effects that's what those beyond are. what they're <laughs> <laughs> not saying. I'm going to do that someday. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so let's let's we've start, all start. been having random. Right, let's let's start to wrap this up. Like we're 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 kind of talking. So, uh, oh, one last thing. Like I said, I love uh, Chris Hemsworth is great in this too. Yeah. yeah. Any moment with him, I think he's. Uh, Man. Surprisingly goofy and surprisingly vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. He was one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's like Thor has gone, has undergone a complete transformation from his first movie till now. Yeah. Like, it it started with Thor Ragnarok. It continued through Infinity War, where it stayed a little more dignified, but then it just, like, went completely goofy in this film, but it was still very powerful. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it kind of felt like they went a little bit too far because it's obviously Thor, like he's emotionally broken down, like worse. But then at the same time that you're saying, "Oh man, look at how Thor's like you're life went to shit," you're much. laughing, you're like, "Ha ha, fat Thor!" Ha, ha, ha. It's like, well, you really, you really it disconnect. Funny. It is that, funny. Like, I, I think that the, it, it's worth it for that. Scene like with there his are mother. lots of ways that people can express their grief, 
Drinking lots of beer and getting fat is one of the funnier ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't make his pain any less. It's just Not that... saying you shouldn't feel bad for him. What I am saying is you can... Maybe on another viewing, that might bother me more. Like, maybe <laughs> on the first time, that didn't occur to me as much. If I watch it again, and I just suddenly realize, oh, okay, this is going a little too long. I think... I think this movie did a really good job of balancing some pretty disparate tonal elements because this movie really ranges the gamut from being, like, very light and funny and very serious. And I think it did a good job of balancing that. I like the scene where, um... War Machine says, why don't we just travel back in time and kill baby Thanos? Yeah. And they're like, wow, that's dark. Yeah. But at the same time, the movie really doesn't explain why they can't do that, because apparently everything else they do time travel-wise works out Yeah, uh, Yeah, that's a good point, because they do... Yeah, end up, like they, they, they do end up going back so to an earlier. Well, they yeah. do end up going back to an earlier point to try to get the Tesseract after they fuck up the first time. It's kind of like, have you ever watched Futurama? There yes. was an episode where they went back in time accidentally to like 1948. Well, yes. I, I think I know where you're going. With okay, this. and then it's like, okay, we're gonna try to get something to get us back in time. We're gonna be cool about it. We're gonna be subtle, and they completely mess it up. So by the time they reach the end, they're like, "God damn it! Let's just get the stupid thing. We'll blow up whatever. We'll, we'll get out of here." Well, yes. isn't that also yes. how Fry becomes his own grandfather? Yes. <laughs> Because that's the point at which they just like th- like upend the. Table, I love that, and then it's just like, who gives a damn anymore? We've already messed it up. We're just gonna keep going. We're gonna get out of here. Yeah, and that's basically what happens in this. Yeah, except not as goofy. Yes. Yeah. Steve and then of course, Rogers still does the nasty in the past. He with Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter, who by the way, in our regular timeline, met someone else and married him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you could say Steve Rogers took Peggy Carter away from whatever that guy was. Yeah. Does and that, that mean... doesn't affect anything. Right, so Sharon Carter still exists, then. Yes. Wait, wait no, well, didn't wait. Sharon Carter... No, no, Sharon... no, no, wait. No. Carter died. Sharon Carter oh. is her niece. Yeah, right. but it's not oh, her daughter. Oh, the niece. Her niece. Oh, no, oh yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So be... from, from Civil War. Yeah, so that should be fine yeah. for them to have, like, a hey, sticky love triangle. Oh, that's you know? too bad. Nah. She must have been snapped. No. Yeah. So... All right. All right, so final thoughts, guys. Do you think when he met Peggy Carter back in the past, he was just like, "Listen, I was I'm, I'm in the ice right now in a different part of the world. <laughs> I came back in time here. Do you think he actually yeah. explained that whole thing? Yes, I think he'd have to. Otherwise, <laughs> they had a lot of time together for him yeah. to lay it out. Mm. Yeah. But then, what kind of crazy past shenanigans did Steve Rogers get back up to, like, in when he met her? Does he would he stomp out Hydra in S.H.I.E.L.D. before it got too big? Did he have children with her? Yeah, that's another good point. If he knew about Hydra, why wouldn't he root out Hydra for all that? But he did decide, like, all right, I've already lived that life. Now I'm just going to settle down with Peggy Carter, and I'm not going to do anything else. Did he just use a condom that whole time? I the thought same it was kind of like an time. alternate timeline thing <laughs> where his life with Peggy Carter was almost in an alternate timeline to the uh, timeline we were watching. Oh, but yeah, it branched uh, back into that, the main timeline at the end. Well, well if you start he, talking about alternate timelines, then nothing matters. <laughs> where it's just like, oh, it happened in another timeline. The other timeline's still messed up, but whatever. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. So, because I thought the whole, you'll live a whole life in, like, traveling back in time, but it'll only be a few seconds mm. in our timeline, was the idea that there are, like, multiple 
timelines. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still folded no. back into the main timeline at the end. It's so. the fact that you can travel in time to the past, spend as much time as you want there, and then travel a few seconds in the future back to the point where, after the after the point where you left. I like that better. I mean, it's time travel. You can pop in and out whenever you choose. Yeah. That makes sense. I know it makes sense. I said it. <laughs> oh, don't pretend everything you say makes sense. <laughs> Andrew, I think we've said make censor. All right, so final thoughts. Go see this movie. This is a wonderful, wonderful blockbuster. This is how you execute material in a way that is just wholly satisfying. It's it's funny. It's really tragic. It's it's heartfelt. It shows what you know being a superhero is all about. It concludes arcs in ways that are that don't feel hackneyed emotionally. Um, again, Robert Downey Jr. gets probably one of the best send-offs of any character ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, there's just, there's so much movie here that I feel like if I return to this very soon, you know, I, I don't know if I'll feel that differently. I might feel a little differently about certain little things, but I think overall it's going to end up being one of the Marvel movies I'll want to return to a lot like the first avengers or uh or um yeah this is definitely pretty high on my list of best mcu movies yeah it's uh don't let our our little uh nitpicking (laughs) and our our little quibbles about time travel get you down it's super entertaining yeah if it does if uh, if there's logical questions it's not necessary it doesn't affect things in an emotional Way. No, I mean this movie is supposed to hit you on an emotional level, and it does that several times, yeah. and it's totally worth it. <laughs> you know, from for whatever logical flaws it has, it's like ah, eh, whatever. Great, great hero moments. Though. Yes, so good. And Captain America uses Flores hammer, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> that. So go see it. Yeah, Avengers Endgame is pretty okay. Would you say that Thor Ragnarok is your favorite of the MCU movies so far? Probably. Okay. It's in my top five. It's pretty fair. I put this movie in my top five as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now the real question, where is Jeff Goldblum going to be in this (laughs) this universe? Mm. Did he die in the last one? No, he survived. He came out and said it's a draw. Oh, I hope he comes back in one of the other movies. That'd be so fun if he popped up in, like, Guardians 3 or yeah, something. Yeah, and he's, like, rooming with Daryl now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and... Uh... All, right. All right, so anyway, um, so if you want to check out The Wage of Cinema on Facebook and Twitter, it's The Wage of Cinema podcast. Email is wageofcinema at gmail.com. Matt, where can your bloggedly do be found? You can get me at mattthecatania.wordpress.com, which will be linked in the description. And I've also got ancillary, like, Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and all those other social media links if you care to do that, too. Yep, and if you have any thoughts or questions or want to debate us more about time travel, you can always send us an email to the thing I just said. Uh, when we come back next time... Uh, well, there's no post-credits scene to this, so... Boo. Boo. Are they giving us one little bone to, like, at the end, throwing it to us at the end? No, this is the final Marvel movie, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the next two months. Okay. All right, so until next time, guys, I'm Jack. I'm Corey. I'm Matt. And I'm Andrew. And The Wages of Cinema is...
He's snap. snapping his fingers. Corey, snap. how about you snap, snap. your fingers? Snap. Go on, we're all snap. snapping our fingers. Snap. 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 I can't help it if my skin is just too luxuriously <laughs> moisturized to snap. You should have gone for the hands. All right. Good night, everybody. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm going to do if it doesn't.